Can you imagine being asked by Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul to sing in Damage Plan? What about Slash? For you to front the band Slash's Snake Pit. Or to fill in for Lane Stanley of Alice in Chains while he's in rehab. We're going to get into those stories and more as we start the Messer Machine with the band from Texas that I've loved for such a long time. They're called Messer, by the way, if you didn't notice. We started the Messer Machine. It's time to get get it all going, rocking and rolling. And we're going to talk about, we'll get into what it takes to be a band, a serious band. Please lend your ears to me. It's Meet Me for Coffee. Let's get this interview rocking. How's it going, Maddox and Derek? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Good, man. Thanks for having us. Cheers. I got a a nice caramel mochiata here. I'm having this for the first time. Uh, I made it out of my Nespresso. Uh, You guys drink coffee? Oh, always, oh, man. God. <laughs> Black Rifle Coffee. He has no idea. Black Rifle Coffee Company, uh, veteran-owned. Beautiful. We take. Uh, uh, I have an espresso machine that we take on the bus with us. It's a, you know, really big, nice espresso. And I, yeah, I'm I'm drinking iced coffee all day, every day. So, fantastic. How do you take your coffee, Maddox? Uh, okay. Well, I just decided to switch it up this just to speak. But normally, I do. Uh, uh, six shots of espresso on my uh, little Dynamica espresso machine. And then I have like, you know, a couple squirts of some honey, and like a splash of some coconut milk over ice. Um, you know, some people get a drink of it and they're like, it's a little strong for them, but uh, that's what I got to have to counteract all the weed I'm smoking all day. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, Derek, how about you? <laughs> and, you know, I've been doing that. I got turned on to the Black Rifle Coffee and uh, and they got some pretty strong stuff. So uh, <clears throat> if anything, I do that with maybe a little Italian sweet cream in it, just a touch, you know. Beautiful. And if I'm feeling like spoiling myself, I'll put a little bit of the caramel sauce around the glass before doing it, you know. Get a little fancy. Get a little fancy with it. Does the, the, not the, the, the sweet, does it like bother your, your vocal cords if you have too much of it? Like, do you take care of it? Like, well, you know what? I don't, uh, I would never drink coffee really, you know, right before I play ever, you know, I drink a lot of ice water on stage. Really. Um, I learned that from a, a vocal coach who said that, you know, ice water is key between songs because it cools your vocal cords down because they get so hot between the song and during the song that you have to cool them down and that's the best way to preserve your voice. And so far I've been fortunate and it's worked. So that's fantastic. So the band Messer, um, the origins of the band, uh, I know Maddox, he's famous for cutting a, a mean hair, giving a mean haircut. He's an amazing <laughs> barber um, and a producer, by the way. Um, but Derek, how did this all come together? Man, you know what? As many moons ago, um, I had been in a band before prior to this, and then um, I kind of took a little time off. You know, I was like, you know, I'm going to live life for a while and not do that. Um, but once you have that in your blood, you know, you kind of always want that. So um, I got approached, uh, you know, uh, by Javier, the old guitar player, you know, and uh, he had written some ideas and wanted to get together and jam. And then I had been went to a hair show, oddly enough, at this um, hair school with a girl I was dating at the time and uh, it was really interesting stuff seeing this whole elaborate show they put on around a haircut you know it's not barbershop talk and um, 
So then I ended up meeting Maddox and we started talking about uh, doing something. And because uh, he had you know played music as well around the local scene. And, uh, you know, he came out and checked out some of the stuff we had going that I'd been working on with Kenny, our drummer, our Canadian drummer from Ottawa and Javier. And uh, then Maddox jumped in and uh, we had the beginnings of Messer. I remember seeing you guys live uh, many years ago, many moons ago, um, with Pop Evil. I believe that was like during like their rise um, to where yep. they are now. Yeah, that was the beginning of it for them, I think, right there. And then yeah. uh, Protest the Hero. Uh, they're from Canada. Great band. Yes. And then uh, Black Label Society. I thought I, I, I actually... I went to the washroom and like the drummer from black label society was beside me. And I started talking to him and I was like, yeah, Jeff, bad man. He's awesome. Yeah. And that guy, he he played, he played drums and breaking Benjamin too. Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He, he had come from another band. Like that tour, that was his first, the first show we played in Nova Scotia was his first show with them. I think on that tour, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah, and I I remember um, Maddox. He had like the black specter, and um, yeah, you know I have some videos too. I have to go back. I I just watched a few like a few weeks ago, so oh, it's wow. kind of ironic <laughs> that we're doing this um, because yeah, crazy this last week. Um, I know Derek was asked to be the front man for uh, Damage Plan as well. I was um, by Dime Dimebag actually um, asked me that. We were at a. Ozfest or something. I think we were watching Drowning Pool, and uh, you know, in the same fashion, those guys were always in him and Vinny out there socializing with the crowd and partying down. We all were. And he asked me if I was interested in doing it, but uh, kind of glad I didn't. Be honest with you, you know, sad situation. Well, you know, and you also got asked to be uh, the front man, well, the fill in for Lane. Fill in for Lane, yeah, for Lane Staley, and also uh, asked if I was interested in. Uh, working with slash back when he was doing Slash's snake pit so incredible and yeah that's that must feel feel so good i mean like, yeah man it's uh it's you know i've been blessed i've been lucky i've had a great life and uh and a hell of a run with this music deal so i'm just blessed that i get to do it again and you know with a great bunch of guys and we're spreading a good positive message so it's fun. It, it sounds like a good marriage that you can grow old with you know it's uh yeah. You know, uh, every time I see Maddox, he looks even better. Now he looks like Conor McGregor. <laughs> Ready to rip I get that a lot. Medical I wish I had some of his money. Yeah, yeah you, you might be able to make some of his money if you do those, do those like an impersonator appearances. Maybe. Um, maybe. So I'll work on that one. So the story about about Messer. I know Kenny, he, I guess he's, his car broke down and he ended up playing in this band called Strangleweed for quite some time. I had a chance yeah. to listen to him. And then, um, and of course, I've met Kenny too in the past. Um, very cool guy. You guys have an awesome, awesome performance. Um, and and the last record with uh, "Make This Life" uh, that really, really exploded in, in the in the states. And I, I heard it on a few radio stations up here in, in Canada. Um, nice. Explain how um, all that came together. I mean, you guys have been working as a band. You guys take it really seriously. You guys have your own little hang spot where you guys jam and, and produce your own music sometimes or demo it at least. Um, how, how satisfying was it to get to that point where people were actually excited to see you after hearing your music? Man, you know, every show is that, you know, Anytime yeah. someone knows us, you know, even the last interview we did earlier today, that guy said he was supposed to have met us, you know, years ago. 
but things didn't work out at that time. And he's telling me how he has his own playlist, his own Messer playlist. And I'm like, man, that just never gets old hearing that, you know, that you've reached someone in that way. So that you, yeah, that you've left a market, you know, and and I think really you bring up the, since we're talking about the Canadian, that, that tour, that, that tour for us was one where, uh, it was very, uh, it was a a very defining moment, um, because we, we kind of came home, not necessarily with our tail between our legs, but realizing, Oh, okay. A, we can do this, but B, we're going to have to step up our game and change our approach about how we're doing it because we were still a little bit naive about the business of, of music at that particular point in time. And, um, you know, coming back from that tour, we got with our, our producer, Chad, who, uh, you know, we had done a couple songs with already. And the idea is that we thought somebody would sign us and then we could finish the record and get funding and, and we, we just realized how, how silly and naive that was. And, you know, you got to go back and think this is for GoFundMes and Kickstarters. Like Kickstarter I, was just being announced, I think, when we were starting the record. And we made a, we made a Kickstarter video um, in an effort to raise money to, to do the production. But after, after we watched the video, we, we, were, we sat back and we watched it. Excuse me. We're like, you know, how, how can we – how can we ask people, strangers, to invest in us in this dream that we have? You know what I mean? And this, you know, it's a dream. It's, you know, it's like I said, we're blessed to have the opportunity to do what we do. It's every day we wake up and we're all so grateful and thankful for that. But we're like, you know, if we don't believe in ourselves enough to go all in, you know what I mean? To go all in, then you know, what, what, we're not doing this shit right. So we scratched the Kickstarter video. We never did the Kickstarter video. And, and we decided to, to dig in like a tick, as Kenny would say, if he was here yeah. and, um, and do the work. And that's why we had to get our own little studio and go in there and, and, and just kind of woodshed. And then uh, our producer flew out from LA and he lived with us for two years, basically while we toiled and, and, crafted you know these songs and um to try to make them like derek was saying earlier today like, and he's right like you know any one of those songs on that album could have could stand on their own as a single you know what i mean which is why part of the reason why we're not doing another full-length album again because i i want to bring attention to every song that we do and uh so if we do them one at a time and the form of a, in the form of a single then we can give them the proper attention that we feel the message is deserve because our like I said we're very message driven you know what I mean all of our songs have a strong message and that's what's most important absolutely I think every song on any album should be able to stand the test of being a single you know um for sure no you, filler, you, 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 know you put your heart on your sleeve right you, you go out there and you, you want people to take it seriously I mean like I like Chevelle but I think every one of their songs is fantastic I um, mean you know um, there's a lot of albums that you and I can brainstorm right now, Derek Maddox, you know, and you can be like, okay, that Alice in Chains album, this song could have stand, stand up for the single that oh, and the I mean, could not have been that single. And the other one could have. Right. So. Yeah. When you yeah, can put sure. a, a, an album on and play it start to finish, you know what I mean? Like, like a great album, like dirt, you know, or something like that. And facelift, you know, yeah. go way back. You know, facelift. Facelift. Yeah. It's, it's, you're talking about songs that will stand the test of time. And, and that, that was our goal. Uh, was to 
you know, really crafty songs in a time, in a day and age where people were shying away from making songs the traditional way that we were still doing them. You know what I mean? And, and putting things together in a traditional sense, using a real studios, uh, you know, with, with budgets that just didn't exist anymore. Like, you know, a record label would never have given us the budget to do what we did, you know, doing not it on like our own. Back in my day when on the other, not like, exactly. Not like they were throwing money away for that, but, um, you know, it took time. It took us a long time to craft that album. And, um, well, it's because we didn't you know, rush now, it. You know, we just didn't, we didn't rush it. We were trying to design a new sound. You know, one, one of the things we didn't want to do is come out and sound like a cookie cutter band. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've, we've always prided ourselves the fact that we don't, while we sound familiar, we don't sound like anybody, you know what I mean? It's very hard to compare this band, um, sonically to anybody else. And, you know, and, and that's, that's part of it. Although we can sit here and tell you all of the influences and where all the little tip of the hats to our favorite songs that inspired us in this album. Cause there's lots of them, you know what I mean? We want to say ripped off a lot of shit, man, but we definitely tipped the hat in a lot of areas to a lot of bands that you wouldn't probably think of like Toto or, you know, well, it's hard not to these <laughs> days. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so I mean, so many songs out there in the world. It's hard to not to, crossover yeah, nothing's original yeah. <laughs> nothing's original anymore. it's all one long song man it's got to get in, <laughs> get in. Well, what does it mean to go all in i think what it means to go all in is just say that i'm going to dedicate my life to this project um you know financially um emotionally physically i mean this i think um you know has to be a priority in your life in order to do this if you're gonna it's so hard to do you can't just half-ass this and you can't just do it on the weekends uh it's something that you have to do full with, with all of your heart you know completely all in and um that's you know not, you know you always say you got to be all on the same page you know what i mean and it and it took a long time for us to all get on that same page where i think today you know what we've got going on right now is more on the same page than we've ever been our whole careers you know so it feels good uh moving forward with you know with the lineup with i think we're stronger as songwriters as a group you know as a band we're better musicians i mean we're all just better now than we were before for sure but always room to grow is it is it hard to balance the the messer lifestyle with the family life Yes, there is no family life. <laughs> yes, it's very hard. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. you know, being a father, you know, you're always, you know, you, you miss a lot it's of tough. moments that you know you, you you wish you didn't miss, you know. But but at the end of the day, you know, your family believes in you, and you know, I guess if they didn't, the key is that our families believe in yeah. us. You know what I mean? And if they didn't, you know, we couldn't wouldn't work. You know what I mean? No. Like if anybody in my life tells me, "Hey, man, Maddox, I think you guys are." beating a dead horse you're wasting your life the first somebody tell me i'll quit you know and i probably won't quit but i mean nobody in our lives have told us anything other than just you know keep doing what you're doing and so i think at some point we crossed over so far to where it's easier to keep doing this than it is to stop you know what i mean that's not like a sock like an addict when i say that no <laughs> hey i'm addicted to the shit 
Yeah, your heart's in it, right? It's a, it's better. It's better than like you know, divulging yourself and stuff that kind of you know um, makes you go downhill. You know, it's it's yeah. an up and up. It's a great feeling. Making music probably inspires your kids as well, and they probably would want to do it one day. If not, they're already doing it. So it's um, very important. Music is important. And, yeah, dude, hundred percent. You know what I mean? And it's it's a blessing. You know, to be able to do what we do, it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys have a new single out. Um, let's talk about the single. What's it called? And uh, the history, the story behind it. Yeah, it's called Hope in This World. And it's, you know, it speaks to everything that's happened to everybody in the last two years. The division that's, you know, been created. You know, the media, you know, feels like they're fueling a fire to keep us all separated, you know. And um, we just saw it as an opportunity to come out with a powerful message that says, hey, with hope, and positive thinking, we can turn this around and continue to get our lives back. And that's what we want. You know, we want to continue spreading hope and everyone else to feed off of it and bring it in. And, you know, let's get this world kickstarted and get everyone's lives back in order. How, how do we inspire hope? Um, I mean, during this time, you know, there's music, there's uh, what message do we need to send to people? To, well, you know, I, I think one of the better uh, things that, you know, and one of the easiest things that we can do is just, you know, like on social media, we can just stop liking all the negative shit. You know what I mean? Quit, you know, liking all the clickbaity stuff and like the positive stuff. Follow some positive hashtags and, and put some positivity in your news feed. Um, you know, and you'd be surprised at just what that can do to uh, affect your psyche. But more important, go out outside of yourself and go outside and do something um go see a live show go experience uh the exchange of of energy the human connection that we've been robbed of for the last couple of years you know what i mean uh the shows that we've had the privilege of playing since things have opened back up have been some of the most amazing shows um you know, people are ready to receive messages and energy and we're ready to to put it out there and you know and they're, they're ready to just put everything behind them and just, you know, let go. And uh, there's a lot of stored emotion that comes out at concerts that, you know, you go listen to a song or a band. If you, you've waited to see, I know, I know Tool's playing next Sunday. Um, and I'm really excited to hopefully go see that because I know it'll be, you know, in a weird sense of, of, of me explaining an emotional release for me, you know. Exactly, so, man. That's what it is. 100%, you know? man. That's what music Especially is. Tool. Especially Tool, because they're they're dialed in a lot of the same stuff we're dialed into with the uh, you know sacred geometry and just the aligning of frequencies uh, to uh, affect you. You know, I mean, they're listen when you go see a Tool concert, man. There's some real uh, magic going on that's 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 happening. That's really you can feel it when you're there. You know what I mean? He's coming through with Pusifer pretty quick too. Yeah, absolutely. He's about to nice. switch from Tool. He was just here. Really. Yeah, Tool was just here, but now he's about to switch over to Pucifer. I want to see a perfect circle. You know, I want to see yeah. that band. Uh, yeah, that's another great I've seen band. them yeah. once, and they are great. But I mean, to give you something else, you know, Billy Howardell has a solo album that he's about to put out, and we're going to actually get to see his solo project or his band this next week in Vegas. We're going to a radio convention called the uh, Hashtag Happens, and he's going to be there showcasing uh, his new solo project to all the radio stations so i have no idea what i have googled i think i listened on youtube one of the single tracks on there i mean it's it's like a perfect circle but different vocals obviously you know 
And you also said uh, Our Lady Peace, right? Yeah, Our Lady Peace is going to be there too. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I I love those guys. You know, I've seen them so many times in concert and. There's a little fe- celebration up here called Oktoberfest. I'm sure you yeah. guys Kenny's told us all about it, man, a bunch. And uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we actually went and saw uh, those guys play here a few years back with Kenny. I remember that. Our Lady Peace. They put on a great show. You guys ever seen a Tragically Hip before? Yeah, uh, I, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Kenny always tells the stories of those guys, too, how they're huge up there. Yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> massive. There, there's, there's a band I had earlier in the season called uh, the philosopher Kings. You guys got to check those guys out. Philosopher Kings. I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. Uh, I'll pin, I'll pin you after this. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. The best, the best like musicians. Um, They, they broke off and they, they did uh, like a, one guy did the solo uh, project and most of them produced Nelly Furtado. And then they ended up playing playing in this band called Prozac. So Prozac, I don't know if you remember that song sucks to be you. Uh, they ended up being uh, called Simon and Milo um, with Hollywood. They were signed with Hollywood Records as well. And um, so this was before the Gorillas, you know, and all the other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys got to check those guys out. A uh, little uh, shout out to our buddies up here. Uh, but it's, it was really refreshing to hear that you guys know some people, some bands, some musicians from up in Canada. I know we, we're up and coming, you know, not that we weren't <laughs> there in the spotlight before with Neil Young and, of course, Justin Bieber and Drake or whatever like that. Well, you got Nickelback, right? Dude, you guys got <laughs> Brian Adams. You had the Kim Mitchell band. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's some uh, great stuff. Our good buddy, uh, uh, um, uh, Reed Henry and the guys from uh, I don't know what are they called now? They changed their name like three times. They're, they're um, called Tense Machine now. Um, Tense Machine. Reed, Reed now. Now, is that just a guitar player though? Um, it's just uh, uh, what's the guitar player's name on top of my? Now why am I drawing a blank? And then what else? Uh, Dane, three days Grace. Three from now. Dane Hart now. Three days Grace. Yeah. Yes. Our buddy Randy Theory Cook. Theory of a Dead Man. I love Theory of a Dead Man. Yeah, Theory of a Dead Man. Randy Cook. Yeah, like. Yeah, you can go on all night, man. Um, oh, yeah. um, you guys have a ton of amazing musicians in Canada. I think what's also really great about Canada is you guys have the great program to support uh, as an artist through the grants and through uh, you know the uh, the radio station you know requirements that require you guys to to play music. Hey, we ain't got that shit here in America. You know, you're on yeah. your own. But the sky's the limit. But I, you're I've always <laughs> wondered so for a band that's been on national uh, radio like yourselves, like how much does it cost to get somebody to like track your song through the whole, like the whole country? It's a massive country, right? So. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money, um, you know, to be on the charts and to be on radio. A lot of people don't realize that, but yeah, it, it is a lot of money, um, you know, to to be a, uh, you know, to get a number one, you're going to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars, but just to even, you know, get on the radio, um, uh, you know, uh, on rock, the budgets are small compared to like pop music, pop music and country music. You know, you're talking country music, you're talking millions of dollars to get on those kinds of programs, but rock is a little bit smaller marketplace. So, you know, you can spend 30, 40 grand, do pretty good. Um, and actually get really good airplay and exposure. Uh, that's, I mean, that's it. Exposure you know? is what you, you need. You know, I mean, I don't really care about a chart position or being for this or number that. What I care about is, is am I getting heard uh, in good times where, and am I getting traction where I can build um, a market that we can come back and tour uh, later yeah. on? Because 
that's where we're going to make our money is from live shows. Exactly. Absolutely. So this is my final question for you. So we talk okay. Canadian artists. You have one Canadian artist to collaborate with. We'll start with you, Maddox. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with Mutt Lang. Okay. Sweet. He's a Canadian producer. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to go with the old school Brian Adams. That dude turns out hits. Yeah. <laughs> he does, but Mutt Lang does you know? too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let, let's ask one more question. What, what artists okay. would you want to collaborate with? Musically. Yeah, right across the board. Um, any any artist, not just Canadian artist, right? Yes. Are we going to can- Canadian artist. still? Canadian artist. Uh, I mean, I don't care anybody says I I I freaking love Nickelback, so you know, yeah, I would love to to do it. I love their production. I love their songwriting. Um, they're phenomenal live, and they're really cool dudes. So if I could get an opportunity to collaborate with those guys, you know. That's 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 the top of the rock world. You can't really go any higher than that. Those guys are great, Derek. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think for me, I would go a little bit crazy. I think I would say either Mike Patton, great Mike Patton, or or uh, Jerry Cantrell, Ballas and Chains. These, these aren't Canadian though. We're still. No, I thought Canadian, you said anything. Right? I thought we're crossing borders. No, no we're, we're going right across the board. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anybody crossing borders? Now I yeah. want to go back then. I, okay, I, I would, exactly. no, you only said Nickelback. You're doing, you're working with Nickelback. No, I, I was I was I was thought I was pigeonholed into Canada. Oh, right, okay, Maddox, by, one I more time. I stand by it. I don't care. Standing by it. Hey, the guy writes Say what hits, you want. man, and he wrote a bunch of great songs for helped yeah. a bunch of other bands. So, kudos to that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'll stand by it. Changed, I don't care. He changed the rock landscape pretty much. Him, yeah, Scott Stapp, sure. who you guys you guys have toured with. You know, yeah, awesome, it, was a, it was a very, a very revolutionary time in rock music. Yeah. At that point where Nickelback comes out and Creed comes out and it's like, a, well, I think those bands really define yeah. what is active rock. And today active rock is really, it's, it's not, you know, like we define ourselves really as an active, a true active rock band and most of what you hear on active rock stations tends to lean more towards uh, metalcore, screamy vocals or genty stuff. Or now, obviously, the vintage throwback sounds is really popular. So, um, yeah. But there's very few bands, I think, that are like true active rock. Any given sin, I think those guys are true active rock band. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a weird landscape for sure right now. Well, what about a song with the... Uh... The vocalist of Pop Evil, man, that'd be yeah, dude. We talked about that. We've actually he and I actually we spoke about that a few times. So that may actually happen. It's on the table. Yeah, Yeah, it's on the table. Sure. I I was hoping to hear Mashuga for some reason. I don't don't know if you guys know those guys. Yeah, yeah. uh, Well, we'll leave it at that, man. Until next time. Thank you so much, Maddox. Thank you so much, Derek. Heck yeah. Uh, It's Messer. I'll meet me for coffee. We finally did it, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.